The following podcast is produced and syndicated by Influencer Podcast Network. Become a podcast star. Go to InfluencerPodcastNetwork.com. Because dating isn't always great. I'm Amy Helt, and this is the Dating Disasters Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural Dating Disasters Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Helt, and I am thrilled to be with you today. And I'm mostly so excited for this to be the very first podcast for Dating Disasters. This was an idea that I had for so long. Everybody has a dating story that is hilarious, sad, troubling. We all have them. And I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to have an entire podcast production dedicated just to that. I'm excited for what this series is going to bring you. Sometimes we'll have guests on that will share their dating disasters. And sometimes it'll be you hearing about mine because I have a bunch of them. I just want to start off with this podcast first for having gratitude for everybody showing up, having the amazing platform and the wonderful producer to help me get this out to everybody and really tell you a little bit about why I came up with the idea. It didn't just come out of nowhere. I actually am the creator of an online program called Online Dating Results. And you can check it out at onlinedatingresults.com. That program is all about helping people who are online dating get the results that they're looking for. Most people have tried online dating. And if you have, you know that it can be pretty tough. Really unusual things happen. It can be really distracting. It isn't always a positive experience. So I wanted to take what I learned from online dating and help other people really find it enjoyable. What I noticed though in that process was that things I was talking about in the program really applied to regular dating, offline dating, and relationships as well. I thought, what better way to help people get over issues they're having or make things a little bit easier than talking about some of the challenges, maybe if we're lucky, getting a good laugh in the meantime. So I will always use myself as the example with my guests who are so generous of their time to come on and share their experience publicly, which isn't always easy. We're never poking fun at anybody. We're never making fun of a difficult situation. But sometimes stuff is just weird and you're just going to laugh about it. For this first episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the dating disasters that I've had. I've had a lot, too. Doing online dating, I found it really entertaining, really easy. But that doesn't mean that every date was really, really good. Even using a really solid search strategy and being really clear about who I was and what I was looking for didn't prevent me from still having to interact with another human being, right? We're not out there just dating alone. We have another participant. While I can control my actions and do my homework and handle myself in the way that I feel appropriate, I have no control over how my date was handling themselves, how they were responding to things or how they were behaving. That's a really important thing to remember when you're out there dating. You can only do your best. 
the rest is up to the other person. And that's where it can get really difficult and really frustrating. But, you know, don't worry about it. You want to stay your course. You just want to understand that people are people. Statistically, not every single date is going to go into something long term and permanent. That's just the reality. So you just want to find some joy in it, some fun and meet some interesting people. In my online program, and by the way, if you go to onlinedatingresults.com, you'll actually be able to download completely free my seven best tips for online dating. You're going to hear me reference them repeatedly throughout my podcast series because they really are the core principles that I used to make my experience better. Now, there's nothing groundbreaking, nothing fancy, nothing unusual, just some tips that I don't think people really considered when they were getting involved in online dating. The really cool part, too, is it doesn't just apply to online dating. If you're out there dating, being set up by friends, whatever you're doing, these things will really be helpful to you as well. So feel free to head on over to onlinedatingresults.com and get that free download. As I think about the tips and, and think about how to prepare yourself for online dating, it takes me right back to one of, it's probably my favorite dating disaster stories. Now, it wasn't particularly bad. So when we say disaster, you know, don't look for something groundbreakingly terrifying. Some, some of the stuff is. Some of the stuff is kind of like, holy crap. I mean, I feel like this should be on television. Does this happen to people? I have a couple guests in particular that uh, that's definitely how you're going to respond because it's how I respond almost every time when I hear their stories. So, you know, a disaster can be anything that is the date just not going the way you really hoped it would go. And, you know, you should always hope that a date turns out with at least a positive connection and that it's a positive experience for everybody. I've used a bunch of online dating sites, pretty much everyone out there I have used. Some I like better than others for different reasons. Picking a site if you're gonna use online dating is really important. It's really important to use a platform that you feel comfortable with and that you're just happy to use. You don't want to feel forced. You don't want to feel like you have to subscribe to somebody else's method if it's not what you're comfortable with. That's very subjective. That's going to be up to you. And like I said, some platforms I liked much better than others for different reasons. On this particular platform, it was one where you answer a series of questions and you are matched with someone in their database. So you're not in control of the search and the selection and everything else. You're in control of the whether you communicate with them or not. So I had gone through the process. You know, you answer a lot of questions. There's some back and forth questions sent by the person you're matched with. Photos are available. It shows you their information, their stats, their, you know, their education, their height, where they live, stuff like that. And I had gone through this whole process and began communicating with the guy on there. We pretty quickly took the conversation offline. So I don't know if he asked for my phone number or I offered it, whatever the case was, it came into real world communication, which is something that's really, really important when you're dating. So we were talking a little bit and he actually was um, not living here. I live in Las Vegas. So he was not living here at the time. He was actually living in LA. 
but he was moving here to take a job as an executive um, with one of the casino companies. So we had planned to meet. And in our talking, you know, he traveled a lot. He had pets, very intelligent, did a lot of volunteer work, really, really great match. I was looking really, really forward to meeting him. And I remember um, specifically on the day that we were meeting, I was a salesperson at the time and I rearranged my schedule so I could go to the spa in the afternoon to get my manicure, pedicure, make sure I was all put together because I really wanted to make a positive first impression. As a side note, on pulling into the spa parking lot, it was at the Hard Rock, and I was in such a hurry that pulling into my parking space, I crashed into the tire of the monster truck in the parking space next to the one that I was trying to race into. I hit the, the tire head on <laughs> pretty hard, um, had to back out and pull in. Turns out the driver was actually sitting in the vehicle and felt something tap his tire. And meanwhile, it was me in my car. Um, we got out, he was worried about my vehicle, checked for damage, it was fine. But you know, I had to race off because here I've got this spa appointment for this date. That just comes with the territory too. If you have a busy schedule and you're trying to make finding a partner a priority, you know, you're just, you gotta fit a lot of stuff in. I end up, of course, running late out of the spa. I still have to go home and get ready. And I let my date know on my way there that I'm running a few minutes behind. We have a designated meeting spot at this um, bar in one of the casinos that's separate, so it's not out in the casino. And he knew I was gonna be late. So I show up, I'm running in, sweating now because I had to park the car and run in. And I run into the bar and it's not very crowded because it's only about five o'clock. And I look around and there are only five people in the bar. I'm one of the five, right? So I come racing in, I'm all dressed up, I'm ready to go, I'm excited to meet this person. I feel bad that I'm a little bit late, but I let him know in advance, so totally okay. I look around and I don't see him. There's a gentleman sitting in the corner, just kind of hanging out. And then I, I look at him, I look away and I see, okay, well, there are only three other bar staff. Like, where's everybody, where is he? I know he's here because I texted him to tell him I was gonna be late and he said he was here. And at that moment, I feel someone walk up behind me and I slowly turn around and I have to look down slightly because my date was in fact the guy that was sitting by himself that I looked at when I ran into the bar and I could not even identify him based on the picture that he had given to the online dating platform versus him in real life. I really kind of was caught off guard. It was a little bit confusing. What I found extra confusing was that I had to look down. I'm not particularly tall. I mean, maybe for a girl I am. I'm only about five, seven and a half. And I had heels on, of course, because I'm out at night. And something that I really look for in a partner is height. It's a physical attribute that to me happens to be important. That's what I'm looking for. The problem with this date was not that the guy was maybe, I don't know, 5'8". It was that he said he was 6'2". And as I was standing there, sort of looking at the top of his head, um, when I should have had to look up at him, in that moment, I really thought, you know, this date is going to be a complete bust. And I felt a whole mix of emotions from that line of, you know, you want to be polite and respectful because we are all human beings. 
to being irritated because if you're lying about something as obvious as your height, I'm going to show up for the date, so I'm going to figure it out. What else are you exaggerating or not telling me? To complete disappointment. Because here was somebody that, again, in phone conversation and on paper, was what I was looking for. He had the qualities that I really wanted. And to be in a position to have kind of all the wind taken out of my sails was really frustrating. So, you know, we did continue the date, but pretty much from that point, um, the date was over to me. I have never um, been in a position where I have thought about leaving a date early or abruptly, except that time. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for some courtesy and respect outweighing my annoyance because, you know, I did stay. We had maybe one cocktail. We talked. But I found myself the whole time not even really listening. I was just really wondering, what else isn't he telling me? And how could he possibly lie about something so obvious? Like, is this a joke? Is my real date going to walk in and this is just some kind of like, am I being punked? Because that's, it, it's a big difference. It's not the difference between like six, two and six feet tall. It's a huge difference. And I, I just really could not engage in the conversation. After we finish at the bar, we walk out into the casino and I go to use the restroom and in the restroom, I message one of my girlfriends, the classic cliche of, uh, I need help. I got to get out of here. And I don't want to be rude. So we, for a minute, I'm in the bathroom stall, you know, texting her. We're workshopping, you know, does she say there's an emergency? And I'm like, no, everybody does that. It's obvious. I don't want to be obvious. I just want to end the date. So we come up with this amazing strategy. It was a complete brain trust between the two of us, I have to tell you, of the, the restrooms in this particular casino are very large and the casino is very large. They generally have two exits. Our bright idea to slip away without really having to confront the situation, which honestly just makes me a coward, I can admit it, was that I'll just go out the other exit and I'll act like I got confused I walked out and he was gone and I thought that he left me on the date, that he wasn't enjoying himself so he ditched me, which is perfect because not only am I not addressing the elephant in the room, I don't have to take responsibility for it and I can blame somebody else. That's wonderful, right? So I go to what should be a second exit and unfortunately this was one of the only restrooms in that entire casino that has only one exit. So we went to plan B, which was walk out in a crowd, keep going, act like you didn't see him. And again, just you thought he left, that he wasn't enjoying himself and sorry, the date didn't work out. So I walked out completely prepared to do that. You know, I'm kind of embarrassed to say all of this, but this is reality. You know, I've learned a lot from this experience, but it was my reality in the moment. And I walked out of the restroom and this guy, being the gentleman that he actually was, was waiting right by the exit. So I would not feel like I got lost or he left or we got separated. I was like, ugh. You know, I just wanted him to be kind of not paying attention so I could feel better about the whole situation. But unfortunately, that was not the case. At this point, I just want the date to end. I don't really know if he has any indication that there's any kind of tension or anything going on. But we go out to valet for my car and he was staying at one of the casinos across the way. 
owned by the same company that he's working for. So I offered to give him a ride back to the hotel. I mean, it's only across the way and then I'm gonna, you know, hop on the highway, no big deal. So we hop in my car, go across the way. And as he's getting out of the car, he leans in to kiss me goodnight. So I'm terrorized here because obviously I, I'm not attracted to him. It's just not a date that has gone well. It's different than a date where there's just no spark because it was a date that was based on pretty much a lie. I know a lot of people handle themselves that way and I have to remind you, that's not, nothing good ever comes out of that. So of course he's not gonna lean in and I'm gonna give him a goodnight kiss. And I mean, I'm gonna say this, if I like somebody on a date, I really don't have a set of policies or rules with how I handle myself as far as kissing on a date or staying over, things like that go. I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. But when somebody that you're not attracted to is leaning in to kiss you goodnight, my instinct, all I could do was like put out my hand to shake his hand and say, oh, you know, I don't really kiss on the first date. I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised I didn't burst into flames for telling such an outright lie, but I wasn't about to kiss the guy because that's just gonna let him think we're going somewhere and we're not. He's getting dropped off and I'm getting out of here and that's the end of it. So I shook his hand and he got out of the car, surprised obviously that I had actually put out my hand to shake it. And I went home and I logged on to the dating site right away. And I sent him an email because I did not have his personal email, but it was really important for me to address the situation directly and quickly because I didn't wanna lead anybody on. And already, frankly, I had done a really bad job of expressing my concerns in person. So again, learning experience, that's what life is. I handle things differently now, but at the time I was doing the best with, with what I felt comfortable doing. So I get home, I send him the email, just explaining that there was really no spark. You know, I really didn't point out the height thing because you don't wanna make somebody feel bad. That's something that he cannot change. That's just who he is and there's nothing wrong with it. Just don't lie about it. And that's where I really had the problem. So in my kind of farewell, it just wasn't, you know, a match, but it was great meeting you, welcome to the city email. I was really careful to be respectful and polite and, and just diplomatic. So I send the email and I, you know, that's it. I don't think about it again. I mean, it was pretty clear. There's no need to respond. It was polite yet like, okay, we're not going out again. And the next day, I, you know, he's calling me and I'm like, well, this is weird. So, I mean, I'm not going to pick up the phone. Why would I do that? Right? I don't want to talk to him. Let me just let it go to voicemail. He leaves a voicemail about getting together again. So now I'm like, hmm, he must have just not read the email yet. No big deal. Like, you know, maybe he needs a day or two and I'm not calling him and I'm not texting him. I said what I have to say and I'm already, you know, moving on to what I'm going to do next. Well, this continued for probably five days where he would call me and leave a voicemail. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, what is going on? And I was actually just getting ready to, to call him and address it directly, which I really, again, I was a coward. I really didn't want to do it. Nobody ever wants to hurt somebody's feelings and nobody ever wants to feel rejected. So I really, really didn't want to have to have that conversation with him. Um, because I did feel that he had interest and that's kind of that kind of sucks when one person has interest and one person doesn't. It's a very common part of dating, happens most of the time, 
but I just really didn't want to deal with it, to be honest. So as I'm like preparing, like, okay, I have to call this guy and just tell him because it's not right. You know, I'm, I'm just not interested. No big deal. And at that point, I get an email through, I get a notification through the dating site that I have an email and it's from him. So apparently five days later, he checked his email or looked at the notifications. I don't know and read my email, which I thought was very respectful and diplomatic and, and polite, really honoring who he is as a person and not attacking him. And I get this email back and it was written in large font, all caps and all bold. And it was some of the nastiest, lowest class insults directed at me that I have ever received in my life. And you know, when you online date, you have to have thicker skin because everybody's a critic. It, what other people think should just not matter. That's just, you have to prepare yourself for that. And frankly, in life too. I mean, you know, you can't worry about what other people are thinking about you, even though a lot of us do, um, myself included. But as I read through this email, I actually started to cry. I actually thought, oh my God, you know, he's calling me these names and insulting me because I don't want to date him. You know, I didn't attack him because of his height. I didn't attack him for lying. I didn't attack him. And you know, you're, you're dating and you just have to let the other person down sometimes and let them know you're not interested. And that's just part of it. But apparently he, I guess, wanted to move forward or go out again or whatever and didn't like that I wasn't interested. And I learned so much from that experience. I mean, first of all, nobody wants their feelings hurt when you're online dating. And that is probably the single time that I had a reaction like that to a date. Was the date absolutely terrible? No, except when you consider all the time, effort, and energy it took me to get there only to find out the person had lied. And there's not much that's funny about the date. You know, my girlfriends and I laugh at it sometimes for my very elementary strategy of trying to go out the opposite bathroom door. I mean, honestly, I think knowing where the emergency exit is, is important. You never know when you're going to have to use it. Always know your surroundings. Here, here's what happens when you don't. You know, we chuckle about that. We chuckle about how I sat down to play some of this particular slot machine while he was trying to talk to me because I don't usually play slot machines on dates, but I was kind of over the date and his hand kept covering the pay line and it, he thought he was being funny. And I kept telling him he's got to move his hand or there's going to be a problem. And he thought I was kidding. You know, we laugh about stuff like that. But when you look at the overall date, it really taught me a lot. You know, I couldn't control what he was doing. I couldn't control that he lied about his height. I couldn't control that he didn't really look like his picture. After I looked at him long enough, he kind of looked like his picture, but I couldn't identify him in a bar where I'm one of only five people and the other three are staff. That's pretty bad. But it taught me really to be respectful of people. I felt that I did a good job, but I was the recipient of somebody just totally freaking out and being angry, which honestly doesn't have anything to do with me. And it has everything to do with them how they're feeling about life, what's going on. I talk often about that email. I don't remember as much the words anymore, except that when I opened it and saw large font, all caps, all bold, some underlined, you know, exclamation points, 
it really shocked me that somebody would just unleash like that on somebody who just really didn't want to date them. So I learned in those moments, I thought I had done an okay job with, you know, communicating to him that there was no spark, etc. You know, you're new to the city, you know, if you want to use me as a connection or a tour guide, totally fine, but there's no romantic connection. I thought that was pretty good, but it really taught me to be a little more vigilant in asking questions, in vetting my date, and in just feeling more comfortable being able to say, you know, I don't want this. This isn't what I'm looking for, and more confident in that way. So, you know, I'm in a, a fortunate spot because my self-esteem was not dependent on somebody I was dating. So when he threw these insults at me and, you know, took the time, I mean, I think about how long this took to, you know, this email, five days later after, you know, I can see why he was mad though, he had been calling me, but to unleash like that on somebody, I really learned to not tie myself to the outcome. You know, that was his opinion. It was okay. He was mad. I might have been mad too. I don't know. I handle things differently. And that's his journey. I no longer take the, the cowardly act of being on a date wanting to leave. If it's that kind of date, that's okay. You know, it, not everyone is a match. People are great on paper and crappy in person or vice versa. No big deal move on to the next one because if you want to find a partner you can't spend a lot of time with people who aren't a fit with you so it, it was definitely a learning experience again my friends still laugh at me even though really there's not much funny about it except maybe my reaction to somebody lying and his response to somebody not wanting to date him which after i got my wits about me you know after i had been shocked at his response I thought, well, my God, like, good thing I didn't want to date him if this is how he acts. Like, who acts that way? I wouldn't want to have a partner that flies off the handle like that when somebody says something they don't like. That was a really important learning experience for me. It reminded me to pay more attention, to be kind, to, to do better follow-up, to be much more direct. As my podcast series goes on, there are going to be a host of stories that are really real, that really the situation might have been avoided. I should have probably just picked up the phone the next day when I saw that he called me and said, hey, listen, did you get my email? But I didn't want to. I was acting like a child. And that's not okay. You know, there's this whole thing about ghosting and people just ditching people. And that's not okay. But when it happens to us, we have to remember that it has nothing to do with us and everything to do with them. Those are topics that I, I really cover in depth in my online dating results program because it is so easy just to get caught up in the, the how we're going to react, reading in so much to the actions of somebody else when it's not our journey. It, and when you have bad things or crappy things happen to you in dating, it's a reflection of the other person and where they are. When you're doing something crappy to somebody else, like me trying to escape this date, that's a reflection of me and where I am at that point. And I think it's really important that we all take the time to learn from our experiences. You know, most dates are not going to be matches. Statistically, again, I say this all the time and I think there's so much value in it because people go on dates and they think this is it or I'm only going to go on three dates and the last three dates have been sucky, so I'm going to give up. No, what are you doing? 
most relationships statistically don't even last. So all you can do is arm yourself with information and tactics and strategies that give you the best opportunity to meet the kind of people you want to meet and, and have the experiences you want to have. You want a positive experience. Nobody wants a date to end like this. No one wants to be on a date where somebody's thinking, oh my God, like you don't even look like your picture. Why did I show up? I mean, you know, or the guy who showed up on my date wearing a pirate shirt and then tried to tell me to touch his abs, which made me laugh because I said, you know, dude, I'm a Pilates instructor. My abs are in better shape than yours and I'm not touching yours. But I mean, frankly, you couldn't even see his abs. He was wearing ruffles and I showered for that. That sometimes is just what dating is. If you give up after stuff like that, I mean, think of all the joy you're going to miss. Think of all the laughs. Think of all the growth and all the possibilities that you're giving up on by, by throwing in the towel. So, you know, all you can do is your best. Dating isn't always great. It sometimes can be hard and weird and annoying, and that's okay. That's what it's supposed to be. We need to get rid of the fantasy that everything's perfect. We don't have to be perfect. We do, everybody does stupid things and weird things. I mean, for all I know, I might have somebody comment on a post about this podcast and it could be somebody I've dated and they could be talking about something ridiculous that I did. Because as we go on through the podcast, you're going to see I've done a lot of ridiculous things and I've learned and I've been able to help other people. And it's all just part of the journey. So I'm really looking forward to the series. I'm really looking forward to the contributors we're going to have. I welcome everybody to follow the Dating Disaster podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please comment. Please share the information. Tell us your story. Everybody has that in common. Everyone who's ever dated has a disaster on some level that someone else can learn from. And if we're not learning from it, we can at least get a good laugh and it'll make us a little bit less stressed out. I'm really looking forward to this journey and sharing it with you. Remember to check out onlinedatingresults.com and get your free download, my very best tips for online dating or dating in general. And I look forward to talking to you guys in episode two.